Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. Dan Bradbury here, and with another strategy in our Profits of Profit series. So these are seven strategies that I'm sharing with you over seven weeks of clients of mine who have created seven-figure profits. In the UK, only 6% of businesses ever reach seven-figure revenues, and it's much less than a single percent of businesses. I think it's like 0.3% of businesses reach seven-figure profits. And if you look back on the podcast on the feed, we've uh, we've done four right now on a whole variety of different areas, and today is number five. And it comes from Salvatore Notaro of Vivo Life. So Vivo Life is a plant-based supplement company, and they're really on a mission to change the world for more ecological, more sustainable methods and more helpful living. So definitely check them out. But Salve is really interesting because his business, he chose a highly competitive market, right, Uh, like supplement production. It's a multi-billion a year market, but it's mega competitive. And he carved out a niche. And actually, for his first eight years, Salve never got more than kind of mid six figure revenues. And then when we start working together about three or four years ago, I think it's four years ago now, actually, I think we're just going into our fifth year now. He's catapulted him forward, not just to seven figure revenues a year, but then to seven figure revenues a quarter and then seven figure revenue months. So he's gotten up to an eight figure revenue run rate. And most importantly, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity. He's highly profitable in doing so. So when I asked Salve, who's a member of our private mastermind program, what is the one thing, Salve, what is the number one, your go-to strategy that's made the biggest difference on you producing seven-figure profits? Salve said it's quite simple. The secret is employing people smarter than you, give them a clear vision and collaborate. I said, okay, Sal, that's, it might be one sentence, but it's kind of three strategies. So the three parts to it. So let me, let me break those down. So the first part, enjoy smarter people than you. This is great. And Sal embodies this so well. A lot of business owners have got to get their ego out of the way. The problem is when you start up, you're the best at doing everything. But the problem is you then become a bottleneck. So how do you get smarter people than you? Get your ego out of the way about and make sure that you believe that it's possible. And then you need deal flow. I'm not going to go too deep on hiring smarter people than you are hiring great people because we went into that in much more depth on strategy number three. So just look back on the feed of the podcast for that. But the the second part, which is give them a clear vision. Let me quantify what I think Sal means when he says this. So vision, I like Jim Collins definition. Uh, I think he wrote about this in the book Good to Great, but Jim Collins does some great stuff on this. And he clarifies his vision as company's vision as its purpose, its mission, and its values, okay? So your purpose is why do you do what you do? You need to be crystal clear about why you're doing it because believe it or not, your employees probably aren't super motivated to get out of bed to earn you another Ferrari, right? What, what's, the, what's the reason that keeps you going through the tough times, okay? Then the mission is the what. What are you about? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal? And then your values are how do you do it? How do you behave? What's the code of conduct that you're committed to living by? And I personally, in the early days that I first heard about this, was very dismissive of it. But I recognized over time, when you scale a business, you can no longer be in touch with all your key employees. And frankly, most small businesses, with just a handful of employees, 
the employees aren't clear about what the business is about. So consequently, you don't attract the same level of caliber people that aren't committed to the same outcomes and behaving the same way that you are. And then the company falters. Right. So really clarifying the vision. And I would recommend you go and pick up some Jim Collins books to support this. Really clarifying your vision and working with your team on it is tremendously potent at getting more out of your existing team so that they are more productive, happy and more engaged and committed to more let alone also making it easier to recruit more people of the right ethos and the right culture so you perform going forward as you scale, okay? So sales, three parts, employ smarter people than you. Give them a vision and collaborate. So what does this mean? And that is a lot of business owners that I see, especially those who get obsessed with systems, those who tend to get obsessed with systems are often slightly less developed, shall we say, in the skill set around uh, people and people development and getting the best out of people. And, uh, and consequently, they spend most of their time, my experience is frustrated with their people, pissed off at them, that it's not working, that they can't find the right people. When actually, my experience is the people's not the problem. It's the leadership of the people that's the problem. And a phenomenal book on this topic, one of the best books that I've read in the last five or six years is a book Multipliers by Liz Wiseman. And basically, I think the subtitle of the book is Multipliers, How the Best Leaders Make Everybody Smarter. So Liz proposes in this book, there are two types of leader. There are diminishers and multipliers. Okay, Diminishers are people that typically dominate the conversation. You know, they're the classic small business boss. They control everything. They're control freaks. They uh, think they can do everything right. They try and demand higher standards. But subsequently, A, they become the bottleneck and B, they demoralize everybody. And consequently, your team aren't as committed. They don't give you your absolute best. Where multipliers are leaders who ask the right questions, who inspire and uplift. It does not mean that you're a pushover. It means how do you demand the best from your team? Okay, How do you support them, but also challenge them to get more from them? And there's a real art. And inside the book, she does a really great job. Loads of examples of people that are accidental diminishers. In fact, most of my last man members, whenever I recommend this book, who read it, call me up and they say, I think I'm an accidental diminisher because that's one of the chapters in the book. And uh, she talks about how they, they, you go in with the best intentions, but still you end up demoralizing your team. And consequently, you get subpar performance. So uh, I'd recommend that you pick up that book. So really, sound strategy, which had three parts to it employ smarter people than you, give them a clear vision and collaborate with them. How do you engage your people in the process of building a bigger company? So you're not trying to enforce it on them, but you're working with them and they're carrying the company forward. Because ultimately, that's what you want, right? You want the company to be not dependent upon you. And I'm not going to say that you're going to necessarily attract people that will be as committed to your business as you are, but that's certainly the intent. And that's the direction we want to veer in. And so that when you, as the owner, have a down period or a little low or whatever, you've got people that hold you to account and bring you up to a higher level of performance. So you're working together. So that was sound strategy. And as he cracked in on into these three areas, he shot from six figure revenues where he'd lolled about for, I believe it was eight years. It's certainly many, many, many years. And then he finally got traction. And he catapulted through seven figure revenues to eight figure revenues, significantly profitable. And but more excitingly, the company is growing 
I mean, it's a true gazelle company. It's growing. I didn't ask his permission, so I won't share, but very significant. So a gazelle rate of growth is anything upwards of 30% a year. And Sal's way out punching that from a growth rate. But it's not growing because he's forcing it. It's growing because he's created a culture and a community that propels the business forward. So that's your strategy for today. I've mentioned a few resources there, things to think about, things to work on. Next time, we're actually going to be hearing a strategy from, uh, I believe this person was interviewed and they were our most popular podcast of 2020. And they went from six figure revenue to seven figure profits in four years. Very different strategy, completely different than Sal's. And uh, it's going to be exciting stuff. So make sure you stay tuned. Give us feedback. Let us know what you're thinking about this Profits of Profit series. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners.